Rams fans, welcome into Rams Showcase. My name is Sheriff Joe Bags. Tonight's a big name just got released. Should the Rams try to make a move? Plus, the Rams are getting an absolute superstar back from IR. And later, the Rams face a big old test in their return to Los Angeles. We preview the Eagles at the Rams. Before we hop into the action here, did want to give you a reminder that RamsShowcase.com, that's where the best action happens. Uh, it's also where you find your merch, Ram Showcase t-shirts. They are absolutely awesome. Definitely go snag yourself one of those. RamsShowcase.com under that merch tab. At Ram Showcase, at Sheriff Joe Bags, that's where you can follow on your favorite social media. And uh, yeah, hit me on up. Before we actually get into the news and the beef here, I did kind of want to address something just uh, real quick and brief here. I don't want to take too much time on this, but it, it is something that I felt like I wanted to mention. So for new fans of either the NFL in general or Ram Showcase, first time listeners, long time listeners, anybody in between, I just want to let you know that Ram Showcase is absolutely just intended to be informative and entertaining. I do not ever want to make anybody feel like they are not supposed to be here. Ram Showcase is for everyone and it's not that i've gotten any kind of messages or anything like that saying that the ram showcase doesn't feel inclusive or anything like that but i just wanted to kind of throw that out there it seems like this latest nfl media storm of taylor swift and travis kelsey has really brought out the gatekeepers and i want you to know that on this show we don't get into all that mess all right i feel like my job here is to let you go into the next rams game understanding exactly what is going on with this team and to feel comfortable and confident watching these guys take the field and kind of know what you're looking at here. I keep seeing the term casual fan being tossed around like it's some kind of bad thing, like it's some kind of like like a diss to be a fan who's not super involved and uh, having this team just absolutely consume your life. That is not a bad thing at all. We all have different things and different things that we like and get into and and talk about and and, and kind of dive into head first and uh, the Rams just happen to be mine but if that's not yours that's totally okay I've made the Rams my identity and I'm absolutely okay with that but you do not have to do that for me to respect your fandom of this team I don't care if you watch every single press conference read every article and watch every video that the Rams put out like I do or if you only really turn the Rams game on every once in a while when it's convenient in your life and you have some time to catch the game. All fans are welcome here, and I hope that I can be a benefit to you, no matter your level of fandom. If you have any questions about the game, maybe uh, something happened that you don't understand, reach out on social media, at Ram Showcase, at Sheriff Joe Bags, and I'll get back to you the best that I can. I am certainly no football ep expert, all right? But I've covered this team now uh, in a media sense for 11 seasons now. This is the 11th season that I've covered the Rams, and I've watched religiously for years. I haven't missed a snap in so long. And uh, I do not have all the answers. Again, I am not a football expert, but I am absolutely happy to help where I can. Maybe if something confused you, it's something super simple, like the 21-day window for Cooper Cup opening up, something like that, that you don't understand what that means. I will do my best to help you understand. But I am here welcoming all the new fans, welcoming any any fans who are maybe a little bit younger and don't, don't kind of like dive headfirst into all this stuff every single day like I do. That's totally okay. I do this stuff so that you don't have to. I dedicate my life to the LA Rams so that you don't have to. You get to spend just one hour of your week listening to Rams Showcase, and hopefully that puts you in a position uh, to where when the game kicks off on Sundays, 
that you feel confident knowing what you're looking at. You have a, a, a good understanding of the game that we are playing and you kind of get a vibe of what's going on. And if you only want to listen to the game preview, anything like that, or just, uh, well, really, there's just a video version of that, too. If you want to head to the YouTube channel, you can watch that and uh, get graphics and stuff like that with it. But I, I kind of just, I wanted to address that because it keeps, I, I keep seeing stuff like the the Taylor Swift stuff. And it's like, uh, I, I got a story from one of my, one of my uh, Facebook friends saying that uh, he goes to this place in LA to watch games. And there was a bunch, a bunch more people there than usual. And uh, it was a lot of women. And uh, apparently there was a bunch of Rams, Raiders, and like Niners fans, and, and just a bunch of different fan bases, Cowboys fans and stuff too, kind of like asking them questions. And when they didn't know the answer, they're laughing and making fun of them. And these people ended up leaving like after the first quarter and just felt really uncomfortable. So, I, I mean, it's, it's kind of a weird conversation. I get that. But um, I, I don't know. I think that the gatekeeping is weird. And I think that the new fans coming to the NFL, especially in a very untapped uh, market, uh, an untapped audience, I think is such a very good thing for the NFL and all NFL teams, not just the Kansas City Chiefs. So just kind of wanted to lay that out there for you real fast. So let's get into the beat. All right. So news uh, here. Uh, well, this one kind of is Rams related. We'll go to the Denver Broncos releasing edge rusher Randy Gregory. People on social media have uh, definitely been calling for the Rams to sign him, considering the Rams definitely could use an edge rusher opposite of Byron Young, B.Y., as uh, he's been doing a great job. But, uh, of course, on the other side, we are having some struggles there. So, uh, well, Randy Gregory will be 31 in November, which, I mean, that's younger than I am. But in NFL years, he's basically elderly at this point. And so far this season, he just has three solo tackles, one sack, and one pass defended. In his career, which uh, he entered the NFL in 2015, he's got 68 solo tackles, 19 and a half sacks, and 10 forced fumbles, which is uh, really solid. Uh, but I'm just not sure if signing Randy Gregory actually makes the Rams a better football team. Experience is certainly nice, and we're all tired of seeing Michael Hoyt in coverage, for sure. And I'm not really yelling this one out yet because I feel like it's one of those unpopular opinions, but I don't think Michael Hoyt is that good at edge rusher right now. And maybe that's just not his position. Uh, he is converted from a defensive lineman to an edge rusher. So maybe he still just needs some time. But we kind of went into the season with high hopes that Michael Hoyt would have taken that turn. And it just doesn't seem like that is the case. But also seeing him in coverage uh, makes me want to pull out my hair because uh, it doesn't go well. <laughs> just about any time that he's in coverage, it has not been going well. Obviously gave up the touchdown uh, to the, the Colts on a play that he was in coverage on. And then uh, week one, we saw him lined up over DK Metcalf. Are you kidding me? Anyway, that's beside the point. But either way, I don't think Gregory is some kind of missing piece for this Rams defense that already currently ranks, ranks sixth in the NFL in total yards. And on top of all of that, uh, we kind of dive into a good segue here into my next topic, which is some transactions that the Rams have made. And speaking about Randy Gregory and why I don't think the Rams need him, is the Rams have activated or at least opened up the 21-day activation window from IR uh, designated to return. Linebacker Oshan Mathis is a rookie, and, uh, well, he is going to be ready to go. And all indications seem like uh, uh, that Oshan Mathis should get some ample playing time, and that is that should be uh, like kind of exciting for Rams fans because that opposite side of Byron Young has had some struggles for sure. So we don't know if he's going to play this week or when he will be ready to go, but he is back at practice this week, which is definitely a good thing. He's on his way back, uh, and like I said, he is expected to get some ample playing time, 
So uh, I think maybe let's at least see what he's got. You know what I mean? Let's see what Mathis can bring to the table before we start looking outside the building because he's here right now. So uh, I think that's a big benefit. Speaking of designated for return off of IR 21 day windows opening up, your superstar wide receiver Cooper Cup is, of course, on his way back. He did practice uh, today, which is, of course, Wednesday. I record on Wednesday nights when I get home from work. So it is a little late. Yes, but uh, he was at practice today. And I got to say, it was super cool to see uh, Matthew Stafford slinging, a, slinging the rock to Cooper Cup in practice. That ju that's just an exciting time. And uh, I think I, I, I keep seeing some stuff about uh, like Puka Nakua and uh, Cooper Cup. And it's like, oh, well, Puka Nakua is going to fall off now because Cooper Cup's back. And it's like, well, I mean, <laughs> maybe, but like it's possible to have two really good receivers that can contribute, uh, i.e. our opponent this week can pull it off. So I don't see why we wouldn't be able to. And especially that trust with both Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua with Matthew Stafford seems pretty high, which is uh, very good stuff. Uh, moving on here to uh, Tyler Higby. He did sign his extension. This happened after I recorded the show last week. So, of course, I wasn't able to really talk about it there. Uh, but a three-year, $27 million deal for Tyler Higby to stay in Los Angeles. And according to Spotrack, Spotrack, I'm really not sure how you pronounce that, but that is the website that I choose for my cap. Uh, goings on uh the rams uh have right now just a little over six million dollars in cap space if you'd like to put that into perspective the eagles the rams opponent uh, this week they have less than half a million but also uh on the opposite side of perspective here is uh the 49ers have 44 million dollars in cap space so i don't know maybe, maybe i have no idea what i'm talking about when it comes to cap space i definitely have no idea what i'm talking about when it comes to cap space but in fairness i don't know if anybody I don't know if anybody understands the cap, actually. Outside of Les Sneed, Les make a deal Sneed, he is the only one that actually understands the cap. But also, I was looking at, um, I, I got to tell you this, so kind of going back to when this news broke, Tyler Higby gets, a, gets his deal. My very, very first thought was, well, that's odd timing. I wonder what we wanted the space for. And of course, like I said, $6 million right now in cap space, that is not a lot. Uh, but it is something that the Rams could work with if um, if they decide to make some kind of move. And I'm not really sure uh, if we are making a move or we're about to make a move. It feels like something's coming, but I it, it's hard to really pinpoint what is coming. Uh, so either way, we kind of well, that's where we're sitting right now. But I also kind of looked at next year because if the Rams were to make a move and say say for example that uh, Rams make a move for Jonathan Taylor, and I'm not saying that that's what they will do or anything like that. Uh, but for example, Rams make a move for Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I, that could get really interesting as far as uh, the, the cap space for next year because we could just sign him to an extension that doesn't really impact our cap this year, but kind of goes into effect next year, where the Rams have $54 million, uh, which is right now 11th most in the NFL uh, heading into uh, this offseason. So, of course, offseason conversations we can have in the offseason uh, but uh, the Rams sitting pretty nice right now, and especially it seems like this rookie class is an absolute hit, which is very good news. And uh, I mean, all things considered here, this this rookie class continues to play like they are playing right now. And we still don't even know who some of these guys are. Oshawn Mathis, Zach Evans, uh, names like that. But we really could be seeing one of the better draft classes or rookie classes, I guess, in general uh, that this team has ever seen. Plus, we got dollar dollar bills to spend next year. Yo, let's get it. I'm pumped about this stuff and uh, should be a pretty fun offseason uh, once we get to that point. But right now we got 
we got football games to worry about. And right now, Higby, of course, sticking around. And uh, we will talk about it here uh, momentarily about uh, how sick he actually is in the history of the uh, Rams franchise. And uh, that, yes, he is indeed the best tight end this franchise has ever seen. And it's awesome to lock him in for a little bit more. He was uh, part of that first draft class of uh, the return to Los Angeles. So he was never a member of the St. Louis Rams. Uh, but he did come in with Jared Goff in that 2016 draft. Um, but also, like I said, best tight end in Rams franchise history. So absolutely stoked to see him back and uh, sticking around with the L.A. Rams. Take a look at uh, the standings of your NFC West. In first place, we do have the 49ers. Uh, they did have a win over the Arizona Cardinals, pushing them to 4-0. And this week, they do host the Dallas Cowboys. I believe that's Sunday Night Football, if I'm not mistaken. So... Some good football there, uh, which will be really fun to watch. The Seattle Seahawks are in second place, and uh, they are at 3-1 and one right now with that big old win over the New York Giants. Uh, Daniel Jones, holy cannoli, that guy does not look good. Seahawks, uh, unfortunate scheduling for them. Uh, sucks to be Seattle, I guess, but uh, they are on a bye week in week five, which feels so early, and I'm really glad the Rams are not in that boat. The Rams are, however, sitting in third place of the NFC West at a 2-2 two and two record with that win over the Indianapolis Colts in overtime, went up 23 to nothing, and then, well, we all got stressed out. And then Puka Nakua scores his first NFL touchdown. He was, of course, the game badge recipient alongside uh, Matthew Stafford uh, for week one. And uh, the LA Rams, of course, host Philadelphia. We will preview that game here shortly. And then uh, the Arizona Cardinals round out uh, the, your NFC West standings, sitting in last place right now with a 1-3 and three record. They did lose to the San Francisco 49ers. They tried to make it interesting, but ultimately the 49ers were able to uh, pull away from them. And they do host the Cincinnati Bengals, who the Rams did lose to, but uh, they don't look good. And so it's really unfortunate the Rams lost to them, <laughs> lost to them because uh, sitting at 3-1 and one right now would be so nice uh, without that uh, pretty much a, uh, just a bad game plan against the Cincinnati Bengals. So, of course, um, we'll see what happens uh, with the Arizona Cardinals. We do hope the Bengals win this week because uh, we want to see them, the Cardinals, just just suppressed. We want to see them just demoralized and sit in last place forever. All right, so um, before we hop into the game preview here, uh, if you have any kind of uh, Rams-related businesses are ideal, but uh, if you do have any kind of uh, business that you would like to advertise on Ram Showcase, definitely reach out to me. Ramshowcase at gmail.com. We can have that conversation and uh, see what's going down. Also, heads up, snag your Ram Showcase t-shirts. Ramshowcase.com. Uh, under that merch tab, you can snag them all right there. We have three different colors in two different styles. And I'm I'm working on some... AJ doesn't even know this right now, but I'm working on some new stuff. I want to get some new stuff going. So I'll have that conversation with him. Hopefully, we get some awesome stuff uh, right around the corner. But these shirts right now that we already have, Absolutely love these ones. You will too. Go ahead and snag yours. Ramshowcase.com under that merch tab. After this quick break, we will dive into the game preview. The Philadelphia Eagles coming to the Los Angeles Rams. That's on the other side. Keep it locked in right here at Ram Showcase. The Los Angeles Rams heading home after a two-game road stretch for only their second home game of the season, this time hosting the Philadelphia Eagles at SoFi Stadium. The Eagles coming in with a 4-0 record. The Rams, of course, sitting at just 2-2 two two right now. This game does kick off at 1.05 p.m. Pacific time. Televised on Fox, we get Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson in the booth and Aaron Andrews with Tom Rinaldi on the sideline. If you want to see if this uh, this game will be televised in your area, here is the distribution map. Uh, the Rams 
and Eagles game will be in the red zones. So if you are seeing that, of course, uh, you'll be catching the Rams game uh, just right on your television screen. But of course, uh, this map is subject to change, um, but it does, usually doesn't change a whole lot. And I do feel like uh, with uh, the Eagles and Rams, uh, this game in particular, we do kind of get burned on Fox being uh, the single. Uh, if this was a, uh, a doubleheader for uh, Fox, it does kind of feel like the Rams and Eagles would have been televised. National radio broadcast on Compass Media Networks. Uh, Bill Rosinski and Steve Burline uh, are going to be on that call. And if you are a better, the Rams right now sitting uh, getting plus four and a half, which does feel pretty good. I feel, I feel decent about this game, although the Philadelphia Eagles are an absolute powerhouse coming in. The Rams also on the money line at plus 180, which is not terrible at all. And uh, the over-under sitting at 50 and a half. With both of these offenses, I am definitely leaning towards the over in this one. Does feel like some points will be put up. Some notes in this game. Uh, so wide receiver Cooper Cup has, of course, been designated to return. And while we are all pumped to see Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua on the football field at the very same time, uh, we are still waiting on word if Cup will play in this game. And if he does, how much will he play in this game? The emergence of Nakua does make it uh, make, give the Rams the option to be a little bit more cautious with Cooper Cup's return to the field. Uh, but the Eagles, of course, they are they're undefeated right now, one of two uh, undefeated NFL teams, and they're in the Super Bowl conversation. So, of course, you would like to be at full power against a team like this. Uh, so, obviously, the Rams are a better football team when Cooper Cup is on the field than when he's not on the field. And uh, also, for fans going to the game, if you're going to be at SoFi Stadium this coming Sunday, uh, the Rams teaming back up with Snapchat for an augmented reality experience. This time, it's uh, with Carnival Cruises. There's apparently some kind of giveaway that they're doing uh, in this game. And during the game, at some point, the infinity screen will turn into the Pacific Ocean, at which point you can pop open your Snapchat and uh, kind of take a look around. Uh, there will be some kind of a filter or something you kind of uh, go through and uh, augment your reality. And I'm not sure exactly what's going down. They, uh, it seemed kind of vague as far as the explanation. And I think that they're really trying to push it to people who are going to be there. So also, if you're my friend on Snapchat, Send me stuff, dude, because uh, that sounds awesome, and I won't be there, so that sounds really fun. But this is not the first time the Rams uh, and Snapchat have teamed up. Of course, uh, if you were there at the game on Christmas Day last year against the Denver Broncos, uh, they did something similar there, and it was a virtual snowball fight via Snapchat. And there was also, um, I don't know if you remember in 2020 when the Rams did release their new uniforms, uh, that Snapchat had that filter where you could uh, have on the jersey, either the Bone or the, the Royal uh, jersey on snapchat which was really cool i remember i didn't know about it at first and i started getting snapchats people were like wearing the rams new jersey in like this weird filter looking thing and it was like what and my life was changed from that moment on which is very cool stuff uh but of course uh this time uh with carnival cruises so uh pop in for that giveaway and uh, open up that snapchat while you're at the game this uh this weekend of course and always uh i'm always open to uh accepting uh, videos and and all that stuff from uh, from Rams fans. So always send them over to me. I absolutely love that stuff. Gary, John, they were all doing it. Uh, it's, I love that stuff. So uh, definitely do that. Also, some other things that you are looking for in this game. We have some milestones uh, from uh, multiple Rams players, and some of these could be hit as early as this week, but we are definitely kind of following these all season long, starting with Matthew Stafford. He does need 3,713 passing yards. To move into 10th most all-time in NFL history. Right now, he does have uh, uh, 1,229 on the season, which is second in the NFL. 
He is currently on pace for 5,223. And at this current rate, if his averages do keep up right now, he will actually reach 10th most all-time passing yards in NFL history in Week 18 if these averages hold up. So hopefully, obviously, we keep, we continue to see him slinging that rock all over the place and uh, stacking those numbers up. He also does need 30 passing touchdowns to move into 10th most all-time in NFL history in that category, also passing Eli Manning. Eli sitting at uh, number 10 on both of those categories. He needs 1,039 passing yards to pass Matt Ryan for second most ever uh, in a player's first 200 regular season games. He is currently sitting in the third place spot behind Drew Brees and then Matt Ryan and then Matthew Stafford. He did just pass Peyton Manning uh, just a couple weeks ago, so he is sitting right there. Tight end Tyler Higby, the best tight end in Rams franchise history. He does need 46 receptions to pass Robert Woods for ninth most all time in franchise history. Just two more touchdowns to pass Preston Denard to move into 10th most all-time in franchise history. He already does hold that record for tight ends. He does need 22 receiving yards to move into 9th most all-time in franchise history. So we feel like we should be able to see that at the SoFi Stadium field uh, this coming weekend. And uh, moving on to Cooper Cup, uh, his availability, of course, is uncertain. And that's actually why I haven't really talked about uh, his uh, his milestones quite yet, uh, waiting for him to touch the field. But because he might this week... Of course, we are back to it. He needs 85 receptions to pass Henry Ellard to move into third all-time in franchise history in receptions, and he also needs three receiving touchdowns to pass Ellard to move into third all-time in receiving touchdowns. So he's sitting right now just behind Ellard, uh, sitting with receptions as well as uh, touchdowns. So 85 and three, I mean, obviously 85, that's a lot of receptions, but this is also Cooper Cup, who was a Triple Crown winner just a couple of seasons ago. I feel like if anybody could do it, it's him or Puka Nakua. But, <laughs> but Puka's got a, a couple more years till he's in these conversations about all-time franchise leaders. Uh, but Cooper Cup, he's uh, kind of scratch, scratching at that door. He's right there, man. It's right there. Aaron Donald needs three fumble recoveries to lead the franchise all-time in that category. And he needs one sack. One more sack to pass Trace Armstrong for 30th all-time in NFL history. So, yes. This weekend, if if Aaron Donald gets a solo sack on Jalen Hurts, we will see him reach the top 30 all-time in sacks in NFL history. That is absolutely amazing. John Johnson, who's had a little bit of a up-and-down availability and playing time uh, so far this season, he does need 11 tackles to pass Leonard Little in uh, Rams history in that category. So kind of what we're looking for in this game, of course, uh, from the Rams perspective here, I think that just about everybody would agree that the Rams, even with a two and two record, are better than we thought they'd be. Uh, this team is playing very good football right now. Probably should have beat the Bengals, but it happens, you know, whatever. We kind of talked about that uh, going into the season, that this team's going to lose some games that they should probably win. Probably going to win some games that you should probably lose. That's just the way what happens when you have a, t a team that's this young. And full of this many rookies, sometimes you're just going to see some things you just it just doesn't make sense to you, you know. And I think that we're kind of seeing that right now. But it does feel like the Rams are better than uh, than most people thought coming into the season. And uh, the Rams, uh, they're as close to full strength as you would hope entering this game, of course. And yes, some guys have some bumps. It seems like Akello's always kind of going down with something a little bit. Uh, Joe Noteboom's kind of been in and out of the lineup a little bit. Um, and then, of course, we didn't have A.J. Jackson last week, but A.J. Jackson should be uh, back this week. 
And uh, this would make the fourth game of the season with the starting unit. And I know that that doesn't sound like much, but last year we didn't see back-to-back like offensive lines going in from one game to the next until it was, I think it was week 13, maybe 14. It was, it was a record-breaking number. Uh, the Rams had more different starting offensive line uh, like setups last year than any other team in NFL history. So, uh, yeah, that's not a recipe for winning. But if A.J. Jackson does return this week, which he should, uh, he was questionable going into uh, this last game. Uh, but he should be able, he should be available for this one. That would mean this is the fourth time, fourth game out of five that we've seen the top five offensive linemen, which is seriously awesome. <laughs> From last year, this is amazing. And uh, on the Eagles side, Eagles are, of course, an extremely talented team. But entering week five, I don't think we've seen the Eagles really put together the like a full game yet. We, I don't think we've seen them play to their p- potential, even though they're four and zero. I think that everybody kind of understands, and even Eagles fans kind of understand there. There's a little bit left out there that they are not yet uh, grasping onto. So the Eagles right now appear to be beatable, and whether that lasts all season or not, that's not up for me to decide. We don't play them the rest of the season. We play them in Week Five, and right now, going into Week Five, they're certainly a beatable football team. The Eagles uh, certainly have their weaknesses, but uh, they fight till the end of each game. There is no letting up on Philly and just coasting to a win. Like, uh, we cannot see some stuff that we did uh, last week with the Colts where going into the fourth quarter, we just kind of, like, let up. And, and and they also, credit to the Colts, they also, they they did not stop fighting. Um, but, but we can't let uh, a team like Philadelphia uh, kind of creep back into the game like that. You got to punch them in the mouth, and when the ref is like, it, like, I'm thinking like MMA, it, like when the ref's pull, pulling you off, you give them another elbow. <laughs> like that's how you have to treat the Philadelphia Eagles because they will fight until the clock hits zero. So you cannot let them get any opportunities. And they're obviously an extremely talented team as well. So you just can't let them stick around. Uh, you, have to, you have to hold them down. You have to shove their face in the dirt. And then as soon as you think they're like you're done and you, you're going to let up, just give a little twist. <laughs> that's, that's how you have to treat this football team because they'll do it to you way faster than you could do it to them. So that's kind of what we're watching for in this one. No letting up against the Philadelphia Eagles. And of course, uh, the Rams are are expected to lose this game. The Philadelphia Eagles are 4-0. They're talking about Super Bowl right now. They're 4-0, one of two undefeated teams in the NFL. So a loss should not be met with the fan base being totally demoralized for the Los Angeles Rams. But I also, I don't believe in moral victories. I believe in victories. <laughs> so... Uh, that, that's just a personal opinion, uh, so whatever, but uh, there also is something to be said about pushing this team uh, to the final moments. So if we uh, kind of how we felt uh, leaving the, the San Francisco 49ers game, that game ended and we still we felt like kind of like, OK, well, that was pretty good, though. Like we played well, like for this team being so young and in week two, I mean, that was pretty good, you know, so I feel like we might have that uh, same mindset if uh, if this game does can't come down to the wire like that and maybe the Philadelphia Eagles pull one out close at the end. I feel like we would kind of have that mindset in this game, but uh, we'll kind of see what happens here. A loss does not put the Rams out of contention for good, uh, for sure, but a win, a win launches the Rams into the media spotlight. Um, the, the, the rankings of this team right now, uh, a win over a team like the Eagles, definitely like, okay, so that's, with the rankings now, with the way that the offense is looking now, the the the, the sixth ranked or the excuse me, the second ranked uh, offense in the NFL, the sixth ranked defense in the NFL, but with a two and two record, I think that a win over the Eagles would get everybody's attention and kind of say like, oh, 
this team actually is a lot better than we thought because uh, with those losses that you look at to the 49ers and, of course, to the Bengals, you, you can say that you can twist around four or five plays and uh, the Rams actually win those games. So I don't think that that's too far of a stretch. Uh, 49ers game, you had like the interception from off of Kyron Williams' hands, uh, the miscommunication to 2-2, the interception that was supposed to go to uh, Van Jefferson. Those three plays alone probably lead to at least a closer game uh, in the end. And then against the Bengals, it just it just felt like the game plan was not there. Ten carries for Kyron Williams, that kind of stuff just can't happen, especially when you're going against a team that cannot stop the run. Okay, uh, <laughs> but uh, let's take a look at the matchup here in this one. So we have the Rams offense against the Philadelphia Eagles defense, and this is quite a matchup here. So the Rams offense sitting uh, number two overall in the NFL, going against the Eagles defense, which is uh, sitting middle of the road right now. They are 16th in the NFL on total defense. Rams passing the football are ranked second in the league right now, and Eagles defense is uh, 27th against the pass. So certainly uh, some concern here. I'm seeing it from Eagles fans that uh, they are a little bit concerned about uh, the potential return of Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, Tutu Atwell. They're all having those conversations right now. I'm quietly watching those via social media just unfold. I'm not chiming in, but I am watching. The Rams, though, on the ground, only 18th in the NFL. Just really, I think it's a lack of attempts. I'll be totally honest here, uh, but uh, we'll see what happens against the Philadelphia Eagles, who are only giving up 63 yards a game right now, which is second in the NFL. And uh, points being put up, Rams are 24 and a half, that is 13th, and uh, 22 and a half given up by the Eagles, that is 16th, middle of the road. So this uh, Eagles defense is certainly beatable. We can absolutely move the football on them. Their front is very strong, but it feels like their secondary is something that the Rams could take advantage of, especially if Cooper Cup returns, Puka Nakua keeps doing Puka Nakua things, and Tutu Atwell uh, continues to uh, have his emergence this season like we've seen. Uh, I keep seeing the stat, no drop passes, and I, I guess that's true. Um, maybe, I'm, I, maybe I'm confused about what uh, happened in, in uh, uh, what was it, uh, last week uh, against the, the Colts. He had that third down. I, I'm pretty sure that was a drop. Um, I guess not because they say he's got no drops. Uh, that's kind of beside the point, I guess. Uh, but the Rams offense has definitely been awesome and especially and maybe only in the past game, uh, in fairness, <laughs> like a ground game hasn't really been that big of a threat. Uh, but this is all without wide receiver Cooper Cup, uh, who will get added soon. We don't know if that's going to be this week or next week, of course, or maybe even the week after. It's 21 day window. We'll see when he gets activated, hopefully uh, sooner rather than later. And then a future Hall of Famer, Puka Nakua, is off to the best start of a season uh, for a wide receiver in NFL history. He just is. It's not just for rookies. That's for wide receivers. The two best NFL seasons for wide receivers as far as yards go uh, with Calvin Johnson and then Cooper Cup. Well, Puka Nakua's on pace to pass both of those right now. Through four games, he's already got more receptions and yards uh, than both of those seasons for both Calvin Johnson and Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, obviously that wasn't that long ago. And of course, one thing in common, Matthew Stafford. We kind of uh, have been following that trend pretty closely here. The Eagles defense has some major weaknesses in the past game, and if Stafford does have time, uh, which, I mean, there, there's some questions because this front of the Philadelphia Eagles definitely has a lot of talent on it, uh, but if he can get protected, uh, he should be able to have a, a big day. And the Eagles uh, against the run, uh, they are awesome against the run. Their front gets some good push off the line, and the Rams offensive line uh, definitely has a good test this week. And uh, we should get a perfect gauge on how good this offensive line is this week. Uh, sure, San Francisco is absolutely a challenge. They have a strong front as well. Uh, but that's division. 
Um, so I, I kind of look at that a little bit differently because you start to learn these guys really well. So this game where we haven't really played a lot against the Philadelphia Eagles, this should be a really good gauge to see exactly how good this offensive line is. We should get a good gauge on how these guys are working together. And especially if A.J. Jackson returns, that is a massive plus, of course. And uh, Stafford, just some, some grades for you here. Stafford has the seventh best offensive grade for a quarterback and the fifth best passing grade uh, passing grade <laughs> on, on uh, PFF. I don't really dig into PFF too much, but it is definitely a, um, a, a, an outlet. And hey, it's kind of cool numbers, right? And uh, Nakua is uh, the fifth best offensive grade for uh, receivers right now. Kevin Dotson, who is not officially a starter, he has the third best offensive grade for an offensive lineman and the third highest run blocking grade, which is absolutely cool to see. Your 3-2-C on the offensive side of the football for the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, we're going to start with the offensive line just in general. Uh, the Rams have a sweet opportunity here to show the rest of the league what they're made of. And uh, all the eyeball tests and the numbers point to a solid offense, but the 2-2 two and two record is jumping out to people, of course. And I like to think that if you just change those four or five plays between the, the 49ers and Bengals games, that this team could be 4-0, and this game could be like the game of the week uh, sitting with two 4-0 teams. But, of course, that's not the way it worked out. But like I said, great test this week, but it's an opportunity, an opportunity to see exactly how good this team can be. A healthy line, as long as A.J. comes back at left tackle against a defense who is struggling against the pass, could mean a pretty cool day for the Rams. And pass protection has been awesome for this offensive line. So I'm hoping that we continue to see that. And uh, it does seem like the Eagles fans are concerned about quick passes. So quick slants, quick little things across the middle does seem to be the general consensus from Eagles fans on uh, what they're nervous about when it comes to uh, covering the Rams offense. Uh, next up on my three to see is going to be Puka Nakua. Uh, future Hall of Famer, Puka Nakua. <laughs> and, uh, as we await uh, the return of Cooper Cup, which of course could happen this week uh, on the offense, uh, this like the production of Puka is something that we will absolutely need to watch when it comes to uh, the return of Cup. But if Cup gets on the field this week, it could be a bit of a distraction, uh, which could mean that Puka does get a fairly weak pass defense, which could be wild. I mean, or... You also look at uh, Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup being teamed up with each other and the defense is looking at those guys. We could also see a really big week out of Tutu Atwell if uh, that is the case. But I'm sticking with Puka here because that dude is unbelievable. He is unreal. His routes are amazing. The way the, I was kind of talking about it on Ram Showcase Live, streamed live every Monday on the Ram Showcase YouTube channel and Facebook page. Uh, the way that he hit that cut in that touchdown uh, play in overtime that looked like it was Cooper Cup wearing a different jersey out there. I mean, the way he moved made it look exact like he that was a that was some Cooper Cup movements right there. So that was really cool to see. And uh, last one here on my three to see is going to be Kyron Williams coming off his first 100 uh, career uh, 100 plus yard game in his career. Uh, Kyron is going against, of course, the number two defense uh, in the league against the run, and will hopefully, pending game plan, uh, tell us exactly how good he is or how good he can be, which is 63 yards given up on average uh, on the ground by the Eagles. A game uh, out of Williams where he pushes maybe 80 should be considered a pretty sick win, and a healthy line with a good game plan. Williams could absolutely be like ready to really break open this Eagles defense, and especially if they're going to be really concerned about the pass, which they should be. Um, maybe that does open up some lanes for Kyron Williams. Or maybe I'm just being optimistic, um, but uh, they're pretty good over there, uh, especially against the run. So maybe I'm just being a, a little overly optimistic here. But I think Kyron Williams is awesome. 
and I do see that he's getting better every week. Like it's small things too. The way he's hitting certain holes is just a little bit better every single week. And the more experience that he gets, the better he should be getting, right? That's kind of that stands to reason, right? So hopefully that continues this week, and uh, you know maybe he's he's the one that uh, kind of breaks through uh, this Eagles defense again, especially if they're more focused on stopping the the Rams pass attack, which has been very solid, second in the NFL, and uh, maybe leaving a little bit of attention away from the ground game. That's an absolute possibility. Let's take a look at the other side here: the Eagles offense versus the Rams defense. Eagles come in with uh, number five total offense, putting up 405 a game, but the Rams defense giving up a little over 305 a game, which is sixth in the NFL, the sixth ranked defense in the entire league. Passing the football, the Eagles are tied for 12th in the NFL, while the Rams are seventh in the league against the pass. And especially with this young secondary, those guys are flying around out there. It's been so much fun to watch. Running the football, this is where the Eagles make their money. They are second in the league on the ground attack, putting up over 165 yards a game. And uh, this is where the Rams' defense kind of struggles a little bit more, uh, ranking 14th in the NFL, giving up 111 a game. And points being put up, the Eagles putting up just under 30 a game. Very impressive. That is fifth in the NFL, and the Rams' defense is sitting at 15th in the NFL, giving up a little over 21 a game. So, uh, of course, the, this uh, Rams defense, they, they play like they've got something to prove, which they kind of do, right? Even Rams fans were kind of all over the place saying, like, we're going to be terrible on defense this year. This, these guys have no idea what they're doing out there. And, and kind of just seemed to be the vibe that nobody, nobody had any expectations for this Rams defense. So they all kind of came in and playing like they had something to prove, which was very cool to see. But... This is a very powerful offense in the Philadelphia Eagles, of course, so that is something you got to watch for. And are the Rams the team that has the ability to stop this tush push, which hopefully gets a new name soon because that is so dumb. Um, I like a brotherly shove. That's at least solid. Tush push, I hate even saying it. I think it's the dumbest nickname for a play I've ever heard, I think. <laughs> but either way, the play is very unstoppable, and that's the important part. And it doesn't seem like the league is going to really be in a rush to take this out of the game. So somebody needs to stand up to it. And of course, the Philadelphia Eagles, very strong on offense. Their center, Travis, or Jason Kelsey, obviously he's very strong. And then you have Jalen Hurts, who is already a running quarterback. He's able to kind of wiggle in there and stuff like that. They just have a strong front that gets that push. So is an Aaron Donald-led front the one that can uh, slow that down a little bit? Uh, that would be pretty cool to see. But... Of course, uh, we'll kind of see if we even are in that situation. seems like other teams are trying this play and they're not getting it done. But also, I got to say, the, the other teams that are trying this play, their strategy is not the same as the Eagles. So I just don't, I think that they kind of take the basic concept and try to do it. The Eagles, though, have a very good plan with it. And uh, it does move the chains and or score touchdowns on the goal line. So good for them. But of course, uh, somebody's going to stop it and then they'll kind of shift stuff. So is that the Rams? We'll, of course, see. And then after last week with Anthony Richardson, uh, going against Jalen Hurts will present the same level of obstacle. Uh, Anthony Richardson was kind of running all over the Rams there for a bit. And if the Rams defense can play how, the, how they did in the first three quarters against Indy, uh, this could be a good game for the Rams. But watching Jalen Hurts and not letting him get out and not letting him just absolutely torch you all over the place, that is absolutely going to be a key for the Rams. We also didn't see a lot of situations where we had any kind of spy sitting on them. So 
seemed like stunts were kind of the plan to slow down the the passing or the running quarterback. So I'm sure we'll see more of that uh, this week. And especially if we can get a guy like O'Shawn Mathis back in there or something like that, maybe we can kind of see some cool uh, defensive game planning. But I do think it helps that we went against a, a mobile quarterback last week, kind of get that vibe a little bit more um, kind of in the in the defensive heads. You know what I mean? They, they're kind of like watching for that a little bit more. And of course, uh, the Eagles ground ground attack is the reason this matchup uh, makes me a little bit nervous here. Uh, the Rams offense will definitely have the pressure to score touchdowns considering this Eagles team could be killing the clock. All right. This could be the first uh, game that we see this season where the Rams are having trouble getting off the field and in the, the time of possession getting skewed in favor of the opponent. We've seen the Rams do a very good job of getting off the field and kind of letting the offense take uh, the bulk of the, the, the time off the clock. Uh, but of course, with a running defense like or the a running team like the Philadelphia Eagles, who are able to do that stuff, um, that should be I mean, that could be pretty difficult for this team. So obviously, that's a lot of pressure on the offense. But defense, the goal is to get off the field. So the whole bend but don't break thing, I think that we kind of need to be a little bit more aggressive this week. We'll see what kind of game plan that Raheem uh, comes in with uh, this week. So also. Maybe this is the week turnover start coming in. So uh, getting pressure on Jalen Hurts is obviously going to be important as well. Um, but again, they they also, they, they've got some incredible wide receivers. And uh, A.J. Brown's put up, I think, 130 in the last two games. So uh, Akello's got his hands full. Uh, they And they've got other weapons as well. It's not like he's alone over there uh, trying to do it all. So they've got two receivers who can regularly go over 100 receiving yards. So both Darian Kendrick and Akello Witherspoon absolutely have their hands full. Our safeties are going to need to have a big week as well, helping those guys out and uh, kind of making sure that the top doesn't get absolutely blown off by these dudes. So big test for our corners in this game, but I, I like it. I like this matchup. Uh, as far as like completion percentage given up, I think that Akello and Darian are two and three in the NFL. If I'm not mistaken, I think I saw that stat somewhere, um, but that, and that's obviously awesome, right? So Hopefully we get some uh, some pressure onto Hertz, and then these guys are uh, shutting down uh, those top targets out there. Your three to see in uh, this realm is going to be uh, Kobe Turner uh, with some injuries up front for the Eagles and Aaron Donald still existing. Uh, Turner could have some openings to wreck some plays. He has already shown that he is uh, learning from Donald, and there was a play uh, last week that was very Donald-esque. Uh, there was a play that uh, Turner broke through the line. I absolutely thought it was Aaron Donald until we saw the replay and I saw that it was 91. I was like, wait a second. That was Turner. Yo, that is so awesome to see. Plays that we accidentally, and maybe I'm alone here, but plays that we accidentally confuse him for Aaron Donald, that's a good thing. Dude's a rookie and Aaron Donald's 32. If we could get a guy who can kind of play like that, that is very good news. Next up is Akello Witherspoon with the young guys playing well. Witherspoon has definitely flown a little bit under the radar as far as the coverage goes, and especially here on Ram Showcase. And that's my bad, Akello. I haven't really given Akello much love here, so this, he's getting on the three to see this week. And uh, this week, very important for Witherspoon. He's got his hands full again. The good news is the dude is playing out of his mind, and we might be four games into his best career season, which is very exciting stuff. And it's just a one-year deal right now for Akello, so he is scheduled to be a free agent. But it uh, wouldn't hurt my feelings to see this Colorado product, uh, Colorado Buffaloes. Uh, he, uh, that's where he went <laughs> to see him get an extension, although he does turn 29 in March. Uh, so, of course, we get him uh, at 28 the rest of the season, and uh, he is responsible for the Rams' lone interception. And, of course, Ernest Jones 
Uh, Jones is a major reason the Rams are rocking the sixth-ranked defense in total yards right now, and he is getting guys into position, and it is showing. Uh, some incredible leadership qualities coming out of Jones right now, and it, it feels like uh, like what we wanted, what we thought we would see from Ernest Jones or what I thought we would see from Ernest Jones, it's unfolding on the football field, which is obviously incredible news. And uh, Jones will be responsible for slowing down, helping uh, call the shots on slowing down a team whose most recent loss was in the Super Bowl. So uh, the brain matchup between Jones and Hertz is must-see TV. Uh, let's see here. Um, we're going to move over to the history. I do have some, uh, some connections here, but I am kind of running low on my time. Uh, so we'll kind of move over here. Um, so maybe I'll just make that a post or that'll appear in the game preview on ramshowcase.com. So uh, check it out there. Uh, but the history of this matchup, the Eagles do lead all time, 22-20-1. and Although The Rams could bring it within one game with a dub. The most recent game between these two came on September 20th of 2020. The Rams did win that game 37-19. to And the first ever game between these two teams came on September 21st of 1937, which was a 21-3 to victory for the Cleveland Rams. And uh, yeah, there's not a lot of games between these two, uh, especially when you think about uh, that the the series started in 37. That is almost 100 years ago. I think I've we feel, we feel comfortable saying that right now. Is that okay? Can I say that? Oh, almost 100 years ago, and uh, we are under 50 matchups with them. So uh, it's kind of interesting, especially with two NFC teams here. And uh, be, before the Rams uh, win in uh, 2020, the Eagles had won six straight against the Rams, and that was between 2004 and 2018. The Rams' longest win streak is seven, and uh, that came between 1964 and 1978. The Rams did win the first four games against the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Eagles at the Rams, so the Rams hosting Philadelphia, the Rams do lead that all-time series 10-7-1. And And, uh, I would say the most memorable game between these two, at least for myself, maybe yours is different, is that January 27th. 2002 NFC Championship game to send the Rams to the Super Bowl. This was Warner versus McNabb, Deuce Staley versus Marshall Falk, and then also the Philadelphia Eagles team that year. Very, very talented team. They had Freddie Mitchell, Todd Pinkston, James Thrash, and of course the Rams, Rockin' Isaac, Bruce, Torrey Holt, Oz Hakeem. What a matchup. And I do believe that game is uh, on YouTube, so go watch it because it's awesome. That is some good stuff right there. There's some good, genuine football right there. Uh, so that is your game preview. Again, uh, we did have to skip over some stuff because I got fan casos coming up next on the podcast version. If you are watching on YouTube, uh, hit up the full podcast. You can uh, check out what we talked about before the game preview. And of course, uh, our fan casos on the back end here. So uh, thank you for uh, hanging out with me here. But uh, we got the LA Rams hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. Big old game in this one. And I got to say, I do feel pretty good about this game uh, from the Rams' perspective. And and I don't know if that means that the Rams are going to win this game. I don't know if I'm predicting the Rams win this game. But I, I do think the Rams will have a better performance than people are expecting against the 4-0 Philadelphia Eagles. So we'll take another quick break here on the podcast version. And uh, we'll be back on the other side with Fan Quesos. Again, if you are watching on the YouTube channel, thank you so much for hanging out with me. Ramshowcase.com for the rest of your information. We'll take a quick break. Be right back after this. All right, let's go ahead and dive into our fan quesos. We do have a good chunk here, and I am running a little bit low on time, so I do apologize if I kind of go over your question super fast. But I do want to try to get all of these in uh, as best I can. So let's go ahead and start here. Uh, These first few coming from Rams House. How big of a role will Cup have if he plays this game? I personally want something that isn't too big for him 
kind of ease him back into the rhythm. Thoughts? Yeah, I'm absolutely with you there. And I do feel like that the Rams would treat it that way if uh, if he does get into this game. And I think a big part of it is Puka Nakua and how he is playing. So uh, obviously, when you have that kind of situation, you don't have to rush Cooper Cup back in because we're getting that production elsewhere, which is very, very positive. So if he does uh, come back, obviously, we also kind of know that uh, Cooper Cup being put on IR that was an extension and kind of a long period of time for him to heal from a hamstring injury. So he actually should be closer to 100% than not. And I would be kind of surprised if we heard that he's he's still kind of dealing with some stuff. Um, but I, I do anticipate that he will get kind of eased in because he hasn't been practicing yet. So I'm kind of with you there um, that I do hope he, we kind of ease him in. But obviously you want to be as close to full strength against a team like the Eagles as possible. Next one here from Rams House. As sad as it was to see the Rams leave St. Louis, I was born there. Oh, I didn't know that you were born. I, I probably knew that, actually. I think you've told me that before. Uh, but you can't deny how many good things it has brought uh, to this team's history. McVay, uh, marquee free agents, SoFi Stadium, bright colors, etc. What do you see happening to the Rams if this team never moved? If we took the chunk of time where they first moved back to L.A. 2016 to 23, uh, where would they be now? Be as creative as you want to be with this. Ooh, man, that's a, that's a tough one, man. And I am kind of a little snug on time. Like I said, I don't want to totally blow this off, though. Um, if the Rams did not leave St. Louis, I do believe that that stadium, uh, that open air stadium that was right on the river, I think that that would have been the the course there. And I do think the Rams probably would have stuck with their colors, um, probably an updated like color scheme or uh, uniforms. Uh, but I do think that they would have kind of stayed there. As far as... Getting like the marquee free agents, I who knows if we get Sean McVay, um, because I think that part of the reason that Jeff Fisher was even brought in was part of the relocation process. Uh, he had overseen, obviously, the Oilers going to uh, Tennessee, so I think that that was kind of part of the reason that Jeff Fisher was brought in. So I think that if the Rams weren't even interested in moving at all, I'm not even sure if Jeff Fisher is our coach. So uh, that kind of changes the course of history entirely, and. Uh, who knows if Jared Goff shows up because if we, we moving, moving to LA is why uh, the Rams moved up to number one overall in that draft to take a quarterback and obviously get the guy out of Cal pretty boy kind of thing. Uh, so all that. So I think it dramatically changes uh, the Rams uh, course of history. And I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll go out on the limb and say the Rams don't win a Super Bowl if uh, they stayed in St. Louis. I think that that was absolutely something that the Rams made a push for with the return to Los Angeles, you know, SoFi Stadium, obviously you won there. The Super Bowl wouldn't have been there because the stadium wouldn't have existed. So the Rams wouldn't have gone all in on that season uh, because we already know the story. Uh, Les Need was talking about it, how there's a moment there where you have an opportunity to bring in Von Miller and OBJ and you do it because the Super Bowl's at your home stadium. You are a very good football team. So let's go for it. So none of that happens. That's a very interesting question, actually, man. That's um, I, I really like that one. I'd like to dive into this a little bit more uh, when we've got a little bit more time to uh, kind of discuss. And maybe if you want to hop on with me, man, uh, sometime and, and kind of see what, what your thoughts are as well. Because I this feels like something I should have somebody to bounce stuff off of instead of just kind of like let my brain roam on this topic. But uh, very cool question, man. I really like that one. And uh, next one here from Rams House is uh, been trying to figure out the figured this out for a while now who gets to decide what uniform combo the team wears i don't know if you read it in that or if you said it in that tone but i kind of feel like that's how i wanted to read it but i'll say this i have no idea i genuinely have no idea and i 
I see like your tweets and like tweeting two people and no one responds to you. And I do it. I don't know, man. I do remember hearing something that Jalen Ramsey was part of uh, deciding the the combos when he was here. So maybe it's like a player thing. But whoever it is right now, it kind of feels like they are a little too into the same color jersey and pant. And uh, I don't like that. I don't love that at all, actually. So uh, hopefully whoever it is stops doing that. <laughs> Next one here from Ram's House. I've heard you say that you prefer Chase Young over Brian Burns, but wouldn't be mad if we got Burns. What's your reasoning for that? Is it strictly because you have uh, just to have a super sick edge duo that is featuring two Youngs? Dude, I didn't even think about that. That's hilarious. Dude, I love that. Um, I personally want Burns more. What are your thoughts? I'm, dude, I'm, I'm actually a little surprised by this. Brian Burns is awesome, first of all. I don't want to take anything away from Brian Burns, but I think Chase Young is just in a different level. I think he's just a better player overall. Um, we can obviously have the conversation about injuries and stuff like that, but I think that ultimately, I, I think Chase Young is just a, 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 a tier above Brian Burns, although Brian Burns is awesome. And again, I don't want to take anything away from him, but I just think Chase Young's a, a different kind of beast. And, and you put him into the right system, and I think that he's kind of one of those, those top edge rushers. While Brian Burns is one of the very, very good pass rushers, I think Chase Young has the potential to be elite for sure. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. And also, now that you bring it up, the two Youngs <laughs> is super sick, actually. Now, I'm, now it's because of that, because <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Uh, next one here coming from Joe. Hey, sick name, dude. Um, uh, it says, when Cup returns, who has more catches day one, Cup or Nakua? Ooh, that's a good question, man. Um, obviously, we want to see Cooper Cup return and kick all of the butt cheeks, but I would guess that uh, upon his return, uh, I do think that we'll see him kind of eased into the offense. So uh, in, in regards to that specific question, I will go ahead and say that uh, I do think that uh, Nakua would have the, the more receptions there. And uh, let's see here. Let's head over to the Facebook page. We've got a few questions here from Cody. Start with those. Uh, so uh, this is Potty Mouth Cody, by the way, if you were on Ram Showcase Live. He's <laughs> uh, Cody likes, likes the F-bombs for sure. But hey, I'm not here to censor people, all right? It's a, it's a fan show, and I'm not going to tell him not to do it. But <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on here. Um, so Cody. Uh, have you ever, how do you feel, uh, Kendrick has played, uh, this year at corner? I feel like compared to last year, he might be one, uh, of the biggest jumps, uh, on the defense from year to year. Dude, I absolutely agree. So I was most pumped for Darian Kendrick as far as the rookie corners last year went, and we're talking about Kendrick compared to Durant. I was way more pumped on Kendrick than I was Durant, and the Durant had an incredible rookie season while Durant or Kendrick played well. Uh, he didn't have the same level of a uh, season that uh, Durant had. And then coming into this year, Kendrick has been unbelievable. So, uh, and Kobe's not playing poorly by any means, but Kendrick is playing incredible. And you are absolutely right. Year one to year two was a massive jump for Darian Kendrick. And I'm pumped to see it, man. Because is this kind of the, the Darian Kendrick that I thought that we were getting last year? Just took an extra year to get there. But hey, it's, it's here now. So that is all that matters, man. But I'm absolutely pumped about Darian and uh, he's playing really good football right now. Next up here from Cody, what is your opinion on Ronnie Rivers and our running back's room behind Kyron? I love Ronnie Rivers, and I liked Ronnie Rivers last year. Um, if you are a Ram Showcase uh, follower like Cody has been, of course, uh, for a while now, uh, Mr. Rivers, uh, I, I'm a big fan of Ronnie. I think he's incredible. Um, so I, I like him, especially as a, as a RB2. Uh, Kyron is obviously incredible as well. 
Uh, but Ronnie coming in uh, to to spell Kyron, I think, is incredible. And then uh, we, I like Royce Freeman, but we haven't really seen him a whole lot. And I'm really curious to see Zach Evans. But at this time, obviously, if we're just going to see Kyron and uh, a Kyron and Ronnie duo, uh, it doesn't hurt my feelings uh, one bit. Next question from Cody. Could you see us going after Randy Gregory? I sure hope not. I'll be honest. I, I don't think that he makes us a better football team. I think that we... I think that if we made this move, our Super Bowl odds wouldn't move. And I think that that would be very telling that Vegas would be like, yeah, it's, who cares? Like Randy Gregory coming in. He hasn't really done much. Um, I don't think he's, I, I don't want to say he's not very good because he's obviously got talent and stuff like that, but he hasn't been very productive. And uh, I don't think that the, that the Rams need the services of uh, Randy Gregory. Next, we have one from Cody. I'm thinking about California next year for a Rams home game. I'm thinking the Niners next year. Uh, would be a cool game. Uh, how many different NFL stadiums have you been to? I'm almost to double digits. Horns up. Nakua Matata means no worries. Hell yeah, Cody. <laughs> I love that. Um, anyway, uh, dude, you're almost at double digits. That's impressive, dude. I've been to three. Um, I've been to uh, the Broncos Stadium a number of times. And then I've been to SoFi Stadium twice. And uh, last year, I uh, checked off Lambeau Field off the list. So obviously... The three that I've been to, very, very good venues. Uh, the the Broncos Stadium, uh, trying to remember the name of it. It changes all the time. It's had, it's had like five names, but uh, Broncos Stadium is obviously a very, very solid venue. Um, I like that. Uh, their new video board is very impressive, too. They did a very good job on that. Uh, SoFi Stadium, uh, it's my happy place. Uh, I want to live there. Uh, <laughs> I love that place so much. And Lambeau Field was, that was, uh, that was something else, man. Like, I, I think that, like my two favorites so far, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious SoFi and Lambo and for two completely different reasons, Lambo, the history there, man, like I doing that stadium tour was, was something else, man. It was so cool. And just to know the, the, the names who have touched that field was something different, man. But then SoFi stadium, obviously being just the venue that it is, uh, obviously just incredible, man. So I want to go to all of them though. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, don't want to go to Philly because <laughs> those fans are not good people. Um, so <laughs> I'm not trying to just attack Philly fans here, but I don't want to go there. I know that much. I don't want to go there wearing opposing colors. That's for sure. Um, so we'll see about that one. Next one here from uh, Gary. Do you see a trade or free agent pickup for an edge rusher happening soon? I actually don't right now, Gary. I do think the Rams are going to kind of stand with um, with Oshawn Mathis coming back. We'll kind of see what happens there. But uh, I think that if we do, it'll be a couple more weeks out. And uh, last one here coming from Jason. Why has Van Jefferson seemed to have taken a step backwards from last couple of years? He isn't even living up to the previous year's stats. He's fifth in the team in receptions, for example. Jason coming from Des Moines, Iowa with this question. Yeah, dude, I don't know. Um, I, I, I wish I had an answer on why Van Jefferson feels like he's taken a step back. But my, uh, my Joe Stradamus prediction here is that uh, Van Jefferson... Uh, is done after this season as a member of the Rams. And then uh, Puka Nakua going back to number 12. Uh, I think that he takes over that number next year. So uh, jersey assurance doesn't last that long. So sorry about all those uh, sold out Puka Nakua jersey holders right now. Uh, but <laughs> it's irrelevant really because uh, all you'll be able to say is like, yeah, this is the rookie of the year jersey. So that's pretty cool stuff. But I, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's unfortunate, but hey, we're getting production elsewhere, and that's really all I care about. I don't care who scored, as long as they're wearing horns on their uh, their helmets. It's kind of how I feel about it. So that sucks. Um, I like Van Jefferson. I, I wish him the best, but you're absolutely right. He's just not getting it done right now. 
Uh, but that is going to do it for me. Uh, that is our fan quesos. I did have to cut out a little bit of a game preview, so I do apologize about that. But I uh, got to keep this puppy to as close to an hour as I possibly can. So that's where we're at right now. Ramshowcase.com. Be sure to snag your t-shirts. Ramshowcase.com under that merch tab. Follow me and Ramshowcase on social media at Ramshowcase at Sheriff Joe Bags. And uh, that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio, the fan-sided network, and Broad Street South. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you so much for listening, and go Rams! Go Rams!